our solar system. We will prove that this twelfth planet was the home planet of the ancient visitors to Earth. We will submit texts and celestial maps dealing with the space flights to Earth, and will establish when and why they came to Earth. We will describe them, how they looked and dressed and ate, follow their activities upon Earth, their loves and jealousies, achievements and struggles. We will unravel the secret of their immortality. We will trace the dramatic events that led to the creation of man and show the advanced methods by which this was accomplished. We will then follow the tangled relationship of man and his deities and throw light on the true meaning of the events passed to us in the tales of the Garden of Eden, the Tower of Babel, the Deluge, the Rise of Civilization, the Three Branches of Mankind. We will show how man, endowed by his makers biologically and materially, ended up crowding his gods off earth. We will show that man is not alone, and that future generations will have yet another encounter with the bearers of the kingship of heaven. Chapter 1 The Endless Beginning Of the evidence that we have amassed to support our conclusions, exhibit number one is man himself. In many ways, modern man, Homo sapiens, is a stranger to earth. Ever since Charles Darwin shocked the scholars and theologians of his time with the evidence of evolution, life on earth has been traced through man and the primates, mammals, and vertebrates, and backward through ever lower life forms to the point, billions of years ago, at which life is presumed to have begun. But having reached these beginnings, and having begun to contemplate the probabilities of life elsewhere in our solar system and beyond, the scholars have become uneasy about life on Earth. Somehow it does not belong here. If it began through a series of spontaneous chemical reactions, why does life on Earth have but a single source, and not a multitude of chance sources? And why does all living matter on Earth contain too little of the chemical elements that abound on Earth, and too much of those that are rare on our planet? Was life then imported to Earth from elsewhere? Man's position in the evolutionary chain has compounded the puzzle. Finding a broken skull here, a jaw there, scholars at first believed that man originated in Asia, some 500,000 years ago. But as older fossils were found, it became evident that the mills of evolution grind much, much slower. Man's ancestor apes are now placed at a staggering 25 million years ago. Discoveries in East Africa reveal a transition to man-like apes, hominids, some 14 million years ago. It was about 11 million years later that the first ape-man worthy of the classification Homo appeared there. The first being considered to be truly man-like, advanced Australopithecus, existed in the same parts of Africa some two million years ago. It took yet another million years to produce Homo erectus. Finally, after another 900,000 years, the first primitive man appeared. 
He is named Neanderthal, after the site where his remains were first found. In spite of the passage of more than two million years between advanced Australopithecus and Neanderthal, the tools of these two groups, sharp stones, were virtually alike, and the groups themselves were hardly distinguishable. Then, suddenly and inexplicably some 35,000 years ago, a new race of men, Homo sapiens, thinking man, appeared as if from nowhere, and swept Neanderthal man from the face of Earth. These modern men, named Cro-Magnon, looked so much like us that if dressed like us in modern clothes, they would be lost in the crowds of any European or American city. Because of the magnificent cave art which they created, they were at first called cavemen. In fact, they roamed Earth.